Welcome to the serialized audiobook, Seven Deadly Seals, written by Alana Albertson, narrated by Jason Clark and Jennifer O'Donnell, produced at Brickshop Audio Inc. Seven Deadly Seals is also available in print as an ebook on the Radish Fiction app and as a full length audiobook. If you want the whole story without waiting, grab one of these formats from the links at www.authoralanaalbertson.com. That's www.authoralanaalbertson.com. And now, Seven Deadly Seals, Episode One Conceit, Seven Deadly Seals, Book One. Seven deadly Navy SEALs, bound to secrecy about a night that ended in tragedy. Six months my brother Joaquin has spent in jail for murder. Five hours a day I've trained to go undercover to learn the truth. Four plastic surgeries to transform into a pinup to gain access to their world. Three shots of tequila I knock back before I strip and dance for the SEALs. Two years since I'd left my soulmate Grant, the only man who can help me now. One dead stripper found strangled and drugged. Zero room for error. I'm Joaquin's only hope for freedom. No sin is too depraved. No challenge is too great. Even if it means destroying my soul. It was pride that changed angels into devils. It is humility that makes men as angels. St. Augustine Synopsis. I don't recognize the damaged woman in the mirror staring back at me. Platinum blonde hair, blood red lips and nails, curves laced up in the finest lingerie. I have transformed into a bombshell to exonerate my brother, United States Navy SEAL Joaquin Cruz. He's been languishing in a jail cell for the past six months, accused of a murder he didn't commit. His honorable career as a SEAL ruined, his spirit crushed. I've gone undercover as a stripper to entertain the men of SEAL Team 7. I've given up my acting career, my dreams, my home. Everything to free Joaquin and discover the truth. But I didn't count on having to conceal my identity from my ex-boyfriend, Navy SEAL Grant Carrion. The man I lost my virginity to was caught up in an endless web of sins and temptations, unable to escape from his demons. As I strip down to my lingerie and dance for Grant, I know that every humiliating moment will be worth my sacrifice. If only I can give my brother back his life. And just maybe, find a way back to Grant's heart. Chapter One, Mia. The prison guard led me down the hall to the waiting room. A pregnant girl cowered in the corner. An older couple embraced each other, and a pale, skinny woman bit her nails as a young boy fidgeted in her lap. The rancid smell of vomit loosely masked with bleach made me gag. The scene was so pathetic. We were all here to see our loved ones, incarcerated in this hellhole. Your boyfriend will be out in ten minutes. The guard sneered, 
his eyes undressing me. He's not my boyfriend. He's my brother, and he's innocent. The guard laughed and swiped the beads of sweat from his forehead. Sure he is, sweetheart. Never met a guilty one. Jerk. That guard wasn't fit to polish Joaquin's boots. After an agonizing wait, the prisoners stumbled out into their partition section of the room. My brother came last. All my girlfriends were in love with Joaquin. Who could blame them? Even in this pit of despair, he still looked like the ultimate alpha male. His muscles bulged in his orange prison jumpsuit, the elbow-length sleeves barely covering his tattoos. At least I didn't have to worry about anyone screwing with him in jail. He was trained to kill a man with his bare hands. Joaquin had everything going for him, until he was charged with a crime he didn't commit. I knew my brother, and he simply couldn't be guilty of what he was accused of doing. Joaquin was an easy target, a poor Mexican-American orphan with no trust fund, no senator endorsements, and no college education. But my brother had integrity, loyalty, and honor. He would never disgrace his teammates, betray his country, or destroy his brotherhood. And he could never hurt a woman. He tapped on the glass, and we both reached for the phone. Thanks for flying down, Mia. Are you okay? I threw my free hand in the air. Yeah, I'm okay. I'm not the one in jail facing the death penalty for murder. I took the first flight I could get. What the hell happened? The man on the other side of the glass wasn't the brother I'd grown to respect and adore. He was still strong, still resolute, and seemingly impenetrable. But his eyes, I looked right into his eyes. Though his long, dark lashes covered his pain, I knew him too well. To anyone else, he would seem formidable. But to his baby sister, he looked broken, torn. I didn't kill her. I can't talk about what happened in here. His eyebrows motioned toward the cameras in the corner of the room. But you have to believe me. I swallowed. I'd watched the incessant news coverage. It didn't look good. Two weeks ago, Joaquin's commanding officer, Paul Thompson, had thrown a huge party for his SEAL team at his in-law's oceanfront home in Encinitas. Witnesses interviewed by the police said they heard loud music and saw women coming in and out of the place. Guess the neighbors weren't exactly going to call the cops on a group of SEALs. In the early hours of the morning after the party, Joaquin had discovered a lifeless stripper named Tiffany in his bed. He called 911, and the paramedics said she'd been dead for hours. Joaquin told detectives that he'd slept with her the night before, but that she'd been fine when he fell asleep. The police didn't charge him immediately and waited for the autopsy results. Two days ago, the coroner ruled that she died from asphyxiation and had the date rape drug Rufinol in her system. Since Joaquin had admitted to having sex with her, he had been arrested and charged with her murder. He already said he didn't kill her. He would never lie to me, and we kept no secrets from each other. Well, we never used to. I held my own deep secret close, never wanting to add any burden to Joaquin's intense life.
Can't anyone clear you? Are the other guys in the team trying to help? Or did they desert you? What about Grant? My voice trailed off. My ex-boyfriend, Grant Carrion, Joaquin's swim buddy and buds, had been there that night. And I knew the rest of the guys on their team pretty well. After our parents died, Joaquin had become my legal guardian, and I'd moved to San Diego to finish my senior year in high school. I met Grant right before I graduated, and we started dating at the beginning of my freshman year at San Diego State. I transferred to San Francisco State as a junior two years ago because it had the best drama department. Well, that was the official excuse for me fleeing. I could have finished school in San Diego. The reality was much more painful. Too painful for me to think about, let alone deal with. While Keen pursed his lips, his eyes leveled on me. Leave Grant out of this. I'm not going to ruin his career, too. I slept with Tiffany, but I didn't kill or drug her. None of the guys are talking to me right now, probably under orders from the command. Our team doesn't need this publicity, especially with all the rumors going around about Pat saving Annie from that brothel. My brothers don't have a choice but to obey. My lawyer thinks I should take a plea. If it's the best for the team, then I will. I seethed. The public should still be happy that Joaquin's team just saved a group of USO cheerleaders who had been taken hostage in Afghanistan. I didn't even know what to say about the Pat and Annie mess, except that I wasn't buying the team's cover story. Take a plea? Have you lost your mind? You're going to confess to a murder because that's best for your team? Who cares about your damn team? Can't you be selfish for once in your life? I knew the bond of these seals ran deep. They'd kill for each other. They'd die for each other. I couldn't fathom the pain Joaquin had to be going through. But pleading guilty to a murder he didn't commit was insane. He blinked hard. Too hard, as if he was trying to stop tears from escaping. You don't understand. You never could. I'm not going to ruin the rest of the guys' lives and tarnish our team's reputation further. It's complicated, and I really can't talk about it. I didn't want to hear about his team loyalty. Who's your lawyer? Is he any good? Daniel Reed. He's a former team guy. Sure he was. The world's most exclusive fraternity. Even when these guys left the service, they only hired their own. What did he say about bail? I'll find a way to raise money. We won't know until the arraignment, but he thinks the judge will probably make an example of me. No bail. But you're a seal. Exactly. No playing favorites. His posture, the edge in his voice. I knew I was treading on his patience. I needed to garner any information I could before he cut me off. What's the last thing you remember? The girl, did she pass out? His nostrils flared, and he bared his teeth. Knock it off, Mia. Whoa. He never raised his voice to me. There was no use arguing with him. Joaquin was a stubborn Taurus. I'd never win. I bit my lip, 
and tried another approach. You can't tell me anything about that night. Who was the dead girl? Were you dating her? No. I'd never met her before. Joaquin shrugged. He wasn't really a relationship guy. A complete player, he claimed no one could ever be faithful to a seal, which was bullshit. I'd never even looked at another man when I was with Grant. I still hadn't, even though we'd been broken up for what felt like forever. Who invited her? His tone became more agitated. One of the team guys invited a bunch of strippers. Yeah, I'll bet. Strippers and seals went together like rum and coke. At least Joaquin wasn't a cheater. I could count the number of times wasted seals had called Grant from Panthers, the local sleazy strip club, to be picked up. Grant would drag me along, and then his buddies would beg him to act as an alibi to give to their wives. We used to fight about him covering for the philanderers all the time. I had to make small talk with their wives at family barbecues, knowing that their husbands had their dicks sucked by strippers the night before. Grant always told me to stay out of it. It was their marriages, and not our place to get involved. I argued that we were involved because covering for them made Grant an accessory to their infidelities. At least Grant never went to the strip clubs. He swore it wasn't his thing. I tried to stop myself, but I had to know. Which guy asked the strippers to the party? Mitch? He let out a growl. One more word, and I'll drop this phone and walk back into my cell. My gaze darted around the room. I was grateful that this crime had been committed off the naval base, so at least he wasn't stuck in the brig. Under a civilian justice system, I could find him the best lawyers. I'd do whatever it took. I'll get you out of here. I'll find out the truth. He laughed. And although it was nice to see him smile, I knew he didn't have a shred of faith that I could help him. How are you going to do that, Mia? You're a theater student. We're talking about a bunch of team guys. I preferred the term highly trained actor, but I wasn't about to correct him. Plus, who was he trying to protect anyway? Did he suspect one of his teammates? Did he know who killed the girl? I know. I'm just trying to help. But my mind started racing. Why not me? Joaquin was my brother. The same blood ran through our veins. The same dedication. The same stubbornness. Just because I lacked testosterone didn't mean I was any less capable than he was. He studied me. I know that look. Don't get involved, Mia. That's a fucking order. I didn't drug or kill Tiffany, which means someone else did. I don't have a clue who, and I can't protect you from in here. His hand shook. I cringed. This was real, not some fucked up nightmare. I can protect myself. He'd always protected me, been my savior. It would kill him if he knew what had happened to me years ago, but it wasn't his fault. He and Grant had both been deployed and there was nothing either of them could have done to save me that night. Telling them the truth would accomplish nothing. No, I need you to trust me on this. 
his voice firmed. I'll be fine. Don't worry about me. He was proud, pig-headed, and I knew he didn't want me to see him defenseless, just like Grant. These macho seals never allowed themselves to be truly vulnerable, not to their families, and most certainly not to their women. Though I completely understood, I was too proud to admit my own weaknesses. He focused on me. Mia, I can't take care of you anymore. This is important. I need you to hear me. You have to be strong for me. Remember that place in Marin we used to hike to? How could I forget? On the top of Mount Tamalpais, in a ridge overlooking the fog, was a group of rocks. While Keen and I used to go up there and spend hours playing make-believe. Of course I do. Why? If you need to feel my presence, go there. What on earth was Joaquin talking about? He hated what he called my new age bullshit about vortexes and spirit guides. But my spirituality guided everything I did. I didn't care if he didn't understand it. I won't need to. I'm going to take a leave of absence from school, move down here, and visit you every week until you're free. Don't you dare. You only have one semester left. Don't ruin your life, too. Listen to me. I don't want you to visit me again. Promise me you won't come back to San Diego. I bit my nails, and my stomach clenched. He was the only person I had in my life since I'd ended things with Grant. Without Joaquin, I couldn't breathe. I didn't exist. He would never ask me to abandon him. It was then that I knew in my heart something was gravely wrong. Not just the murder of Tiffany and the charges against Joaquin, but something else. Something hidden deep in the secret realm of the Seal Brotherhood. I promise. I nodded and placed my hand on the thick plexiglass. He did the same. Would this be the closest I ever came to touching him again? I love you, Joaquin. I love you too, Angelita Mia. My little angel. He hadn't called me that since we were kids. That name had always meant so much to me. I wanted to be that angel for my brother. No, I needed to be that angel. And I would. I would live up to my birth name and become Joaquin's angel. We only had a few minutes left, so I tried my best to cheer him up. My hands trembled, my body frozen. He'd worked so hard to be a seal. It was all he ever wanted. The possibility of his career being destroyed was almost worse than him being accused of a crime he didn't commit. The bell rang, and the guard came and escorted Joaquin out of the room. I stared at him walking away, praying that this nightmare would end soon. This couldn't be goodbye. I walked out of the San Diego County Jail, determined, dedicated, definite. I would clear my brother's name. For my entire life, he had protected me, lifted me up when I had fallen. It was my turn to rescue him. I took off in Joaquin's truck, a brand new Ford Raptor. 
The scent of the fresh leather tickled my nostrils. For a second, I actually questioned his innocence. How could he afford this new truck? He told me he saved up during deployment, but I knew he spent most of his money on my tuition and housing. Even though I worked part-time as a makeup artist, living in San Francisco was not cheap. Paul was a second-generation Navy SEAL officer and came from old money. Was Joaquin involved in something shady that resulted in him being framed for murder? I pushed the thought of his guilt out of my head. My gut wrenched for even questioning his honor. Speeding on Harbor Drive, I rolled down the window and allowed the crisp San Diego breeze to blow all doubt away. Though it was January, the sun was still bright in the sky. As Joaquin's words were played in my head, and the look on his face haunted my thoughts, I choked back tears. The raptor seemed to have a mind of its own, and I found myself driving towards Grant's place. I had to see him. I had no choice. He was my only hope. I needed to ask for his help. I prayed that he would be able to fix everything like he once had. He'd been with Joaquin at the party that night. He must have seen something. My insides twisted. The intersection of excitement, desperation, and guilt left me unable to focus. Grant was the one man who rivaled my brother in his steadfast character. He'd been my first love my only lover, and I'd shoved him away, like every great thing in my life. I pulled up to his tiny apartment in Point Loma, praying he wasn't off somewhere training. The sight of fresh mud on the door of his lifted truck alleviated that fear. My fingers traced the doorbell. His dog, Hero, let out a friendly bark. There was no turning back. I pressed the button. Hello? Grant's deep, sexy voice sounded groggy through the intercom. He must have been asleep, even though it was three in the afternoon. Probably another balls-to-dawn training rotation. Back when we were together, I'd make sure to have his place clean, his favorite meals cooked, Hero walked and fed when he came home from those all-nighters. It was some of the only times he allowed me to take care of him. Hey, it's me. His tone turned bitter, dark. What do you want, Mia? I couldn't help but smile that he still recognized my voice immediately, even though we'd been broken up for two years and hadn't seen each other in six months. I knew what I had done to him, abandoned him in his hour of need, secretly blaming him for being gone when I needed him most, not willing to allow him to see me at my lowest point. My fatal flaw had ruined our love. I conceit. Joaquin would never turn his back on someone he loved. He would embrace his anxiety, shake hands with fear. Somehow, I would have to learn to do the same. I need to talk about Joaquin. Grant opened the door, and I gasped at the sight of him standing in front of me, wearing only pajama bottoms. I'd forgotten how incredible his body was, his broad shoulders and V-shaped torso displayed no body fat, just a perfect eight-pack of abs. His skin glowed in the afternoon sun, highlighting his sculpted arms, which were covered with ink. My eyes focused on his huge hands, 
remembering how they had explored every inch of my body. He ran his fingers through his golden hair, and I imagined those fingers deep inside me, sending spikes of pleasure to my core. The scruff of his beard hid the deep scar on his neck. His green eyes seemed to shoot beams of kryptonite at me, exposing my soul. Right, I came here for my brother. Let me in, Grant. I pushed my way inside the door, scanning the place for signs of another woman. All clear. Hero, his black lab slash pug mix, gave me a lick on my face and lay at my feet. The last time I saw Grant was an awkward run-in at my brother's apartment last summer before they deployed. Grant had ignored me the entire time. No matter how hard I tried, he'd refused to engage with me. Today, he had no choice. Chapter 2. Grant. The vixen standing in front of me barely resembled my beautiful Mia. Her waist-length brown hair that had once carried the scent of coconut milk and vanilla beans was now tinted fuchsia and chopped off into a long, angled bob with spiky bangs. Her freckled skin was painted up like a streetwalker's. Her soft curves were hard, skinny, angular. Her nails, which had always been kept short and pale, were filed into sharp points and polished black, like daggers. I fucking hated her full look. Like some bullshit revenge breakup make-under meant to ensure that I wasn't attracted to her anymore. It didn't work. I still wanted her. My eyes lingered on her small breasts and fell down to her hips. There's nothing I can do. No one remembers anything, and if they do, they aren't talking. I'm sorry. For what it's worth, I don't think he's guilty. Of course he's not guilty. But you can help him. You know the men on the team. You were there. We can find out who killed that girl. I will do whatever it takes. Maybe I could go undercover. I'm a chameleon, an actress, a makeup artist. I've reinvented myself so many times, even you wouldn't be able to recognize me. We can do this. This bitch was crazy. You can't be serious. You're five feet four inches tall, 130 pounds. I used to have to open spaghetti jars for you. You think you can defend yourself against a seal? No way can you outsmart my team. Sorry, Mia, it will never work. You're delusional. I could recognize you no matter how you changed. I knew every inch of her body. The sound of her voice, the way her lips parted when she was embarrassed, the glint in her hazel eyes when she wanted her way, the flush on her cheeks when she came. I loved you. Picturing her smile had gotten me through those long, muddy nights freezing my balls off in the frigid water during buds. Her faith, her love, her belief in me had kept me from quitting, from ringing that bell. Too bad it was all complete bullshit. She touched my face, tracing the beard that hid the scar on my neck. I just need one of them to talk. I pushed her hand away. My stomach churned. I couldn't stand the sight of her. Couldn't she see the hurt in my eyes? I'd once looked at her with warmth, love, devotion. Now only her betrayal lingered in the air. Seals don't talk. She let out a laugh. 
You did. You used to tell me everything. Smartass. My fist clenched. Yeah, I did. Only because you were my girl. What are you going to do? Fuck them all? A wicked smile graced her lips. Why the hell not? I'm single, remember? You made it clear you never wanted anything to do with me again. My chest tightened. She was taunting me. The thought of her, my girl, being screwed senseless by my friends made my palms sweat. She was mine. Only mine. She'd lost her virginity to me, and I'd always found comfort knowing that no other man had ever touched her. Images flashed through my head, picturing another man kissing her, fucking her, making her come, her screaming out his name. I swallowed hard and steadied my breath. Stop, Mia. We both know damn well you were the one who fucked things up. Even if you were that much of a bitch and wanted to fuck me over more than you already have, none of them would touch another teen guy's woman. Especially since you're also Joaquin's sister. I only got away with sleeping with you because we started dating before Joaquin and I became seals. And no matter what you think, in their eyes, you will always be mine. She cringed, and I noted the look of shame on her face. Had she cheated on me back then? I would never believe that. Like a wild animal, I was confident that I could have sensed another man's scent on my woman. Even so, Mia was hiding something from me. There was more to her leaving me than being too young for a serious relationship. Unfortunately, I didn't have a fucking clue what her secret was. She never even gave me the chance to fix it. She leveled her gaze at me. Yeah, yet you are sure quick to abandon Joaquin at the first sign of trouble. So much for leaving no man behind. You know if the situation were reversed, Joaquin would do anything possible to set you free. Damn it. I shouldn't have let her in the door. This was already too intense, too emotional. It's not that simple, and you know it. I'm under orders not to talk to him. I don't have a choice. Can you tell me about the girl who died? Who invited her? Was Joaquin dating her? I clenched my teeth. Some people thought that since I was a seal, I'd have a wicked temper. But I had complete control of my emotions at all times. That composure allowed me the mental strength to point a loaded gun at my enemy and still be able to make a conscious decision not to pull the trigger. I'd never raised my voice to Mia. Ever. Even so, she knew when I was pissed off. What the fuck, Mia? Do you think you can just walk in here like you didn't rip my heart out and I'm just going to comfort you and fix this mess? I already fucking told you there's nothing I can do and I don't owe you anything. Her chin dipped to her chest, her shoulders slumping. I know you don't believe me. And I don't expect you to. But I had to leave. I didn't have a choice. I looked back at my bed, the rumpled covers. For a moment, I remembered watching Mia sleep in my bed, the way she always curled up in a ball, with Hero at her feet. I never told her, but she used to talk in her sleep, sometimes even said my name. There's always a choice. We aren't in this together. My world started and stopped with you. 
All my friends told me that we wouldn't work, that we didn't have a chance because we were so young and because of my job. But I told them you were different, that you would have my back no matter what. Her voice cracked. For what it's worth, I've never even looked at another guy. I want you to know that. My eyes bore into her. That's supposed to make it better. That I'm the only man you've ever been with, but you still don't want to be with me. Well, I wish I could say it were that easy for me. Since you left, I've fucked a bunch of girls trying to get you out of my head. But she was still fucking there every night when I closed my eyes. I prayed her face would soon fade from my mind. Her mouth tightened. She wasn't stupid. She had to know from her brother that I'd been with women since her. But she only had herself to blame. Please, Grant. If what we had meant anything to you, please help me exonerate Joaquin. My eyes met hers, and I cupped her face, fighting the urge to kiss her. You meant everything to me. You know that. She pulled away from me, her bottom lip quivering. I came back. You left me, period. You can never come back. As much as I loved Mia, I could never give her another chance. I refused to let myself rely on any woman after she had abandoned me. I didn't need that type of stress. My job was consuming. My personal life had to provide me stability and comfort. Or at the very least, simple release. But I need you. I needed her once also. Now I needed her to leave. I can't help you. I'll do anything I can to clear Joaquin, you know that. But my hands are tied. You need to leave. I pushed her out of the entryway and slammed the door behind her, never looking back. I wish I could say it was easy, shutting her out of my life again. But her scent still lingered in the air, my heart remaining with it. I hoped I never had to see her again, which was now a realistic option since her brother was in jail. Still, my heart ached for her, and for my swim buddy. There was no way Joaquin could have intentionally killed that stripper. Maybe he'd just gotten too rough in bed. Regardless, the reputation of our team was now tarnished. The public was supposed to see us as heroes who rescued hostages from the ISIS, freed boat captains from pirates, assassinated leaders of terrorist regimes. Not as a bunch of sex-crazed, hard-partying hooligans with no morals. The average American citizens would be blown away if they learned the truth about our lifestyle. Just last month, we had rescued some kidnapped USO cheerleaders from insurgents, and my boy Pat had saved his wife Annie from a sex ring in Aruba. We worked hard, we partied harder, and no way would I ever apologize for what any of us had to do to relieve our stress. The intensity of our lives was unfathomable to most. Even so, Mia had been it for me. I'd once found enough comfort in her touch to forget my daily burdens. But no more. I would never allow another woman to distract me from being a warrior. Plenty of girls wanted to be fucked by a Navy SEAL. Some real-life hero to step off the pages of their favorite romance novel. I was now more than happy to use them the way they used me. 
Mia was the only woman I'd ever loved, and when she left, I'd closed my heart to anyone else. You've been listening to Episode 1 of Seven Deadly Seals. Tune in next week for Episode 2. You've been listening to Seven Deadly Seals, written by Alana Albertson, narrated by Jason Clark and Jennifer O'Donnell, produced at Brickshop Audio Inc. Seven Deadly Seals is also available in print as an ebook on the Radish Fiction app and as a full-length audiobook. If you want the whole story without waiting, grab one of these formats from the links at www.authoralanaalbertson.com. That's www. Dot A-U-T-H-O-R-A-L-A-N-A-A-L-B-E-R-T-S-O-N dot com.